Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Yes, we're available. I'll Thank you so much. Gage. And then it said, how many times did you give away the tickets? Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Okay. Hello, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Guess what? What? It's episode 92. Great. And this is Man versus the Machine. Yes. Take two. Okay. <laughs> Take one was ruined by my uh, I, screaming newborn. I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say ruined. It just <clears throat> it just didn't work out. No, it didn't work he out. He wasn't having it. No. You we did get about 30 minutes into the episode, but there were a lot of breaks. Yeah. And it just, it just wasn't flowing. We had to scrap it. It's the first one I think we've ever been like. Yeah, let's just not do this. I, I, it's not worth it. No, because we because it's an important topic. Yes, that's more because like, I'm like really fired up about this. So I'm like, I don't. I wanted to really like people are going to listen to Man versus the Machine, and they're going to need to know what the heck we're talking. About. I mean, this topic is really important. I feel like for today's agent. Hmm. One hundred percent. I feel like this little thing's about to fall off the desk. And do you want to know the time? Sure. Okay. And, and I feel like a lot of young people are getting into real estate. Yeah. Is that because we're old? I think it's because it's just easy to get into real estate. That's fair. And real estate has become very technology and social media driven. Yeah, I'll say. And young people are good at that. Yep. And so it just seems like the perfect fit. Right. But remembering to keep it professional and keeping that personal touch in there can get lost very quickly. Let's back it up. Katie read an article in Inman by Brad Inman on March 30th. And you're Katie. I, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just clarifying. <laughs> that's right. Today I'm referring to myself as a third person. Um, okay. This article was actually about the Compass IPO. But what really stood out to me was the last part. And that's what I want you to read okay. from the article. Okay. So from the article, it says, In the last week, I spent time with two agents. One was on his phone constantly texting and talking as I toured a house. Another agent put her phone away and was visibly present. She was tuned in to me, but not smothering, almost telepathic about my concerns and anticipating my questions. In the future, a pure digital experience would be my preference over the first agent who himself is dangerously digitized and threw away his high touch advantage. For now, I would opt for the second agent over a digital first experience. She gets it and she will be around for a long time to come. Yeah. I mean, I just, that one really like stuck yeah. with me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'll be honest and say, I felt like it called me out a little bit. 
Well, and I, I, part of, I think my, the reason why I'm good at some of this is generational. Mm -hmm. Like it freaks me out to be on my cell phone in front of clients. Like I I just feel so self-conscious. Like they're going to think I'm not paying attention to them. Like I'm going to, like I'm reading email or text messages or for heaven's sake, scrolling through Facebook. Like I just assume when I'm on my phone that that is a detriment to my current, like whoever I'm with, whether I'm with you or a client or my husband, anyone. And I just feel really self-conscious about it. (laughs) So I'm sort of self-regulating, but that's not the case because I don't know if you still have them, but you had all kinds of interesting stats about phone usage. Yes. And I think the problem is that we're all addicted to our phone. We all reference it. And look, I'm not saying that when you're in a showing and you pull out your phone, you're not looking up a property disclosure to tell the client that information. But if you don't say to them, I'm going to grab my phone and look up the property disclosure to tell you the flood zone. Sure. They don't know what you're doing. They just know you're on your phone. And it's hard to pay attention to the cues of someone or even to hear what they're saying if you're on the phone. So I think there's a lot of levels of that. But I've been in plenty of appointments like a closing or something where another agent was and they were on their phone the The whole time. time. Yeah. The whole time. It's easy even if you're – so this is where I fell victim. Sometimes if I can't print what I would like to print before I go to the showing, because I usually like to have the MLS sheet and maybe I'll make notes on it from the property disclosure. But if I don't have that and I do have to look it up, the problem is that when you look at your phone, you're always going to have a text or a notification or something that just catches your attention. It makes you go... Oh, okay. Let me go. And then right, you like get, you're not going to singularly look up the right thing. You're like, right. Oh. You get stuck down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're on your phone in front of a client. No, don't do that. I know. It's hard. Like It, it is hard. It's hard. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, I'm always on my phone in front of mm-hmm. my client. Even great agents. And I'm not saying you're bad or better or worse if you're on it. I'm just saying that the level of communication with your client is the first place to start. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to I'm gonna look up that MLS listing really quick on my phone. Or if I have to look up, they're like, well, what about that house down the street? And I'm like, well, shoot, I didn't print right. up every house that's on the market. Sure. And then I'm like, well, let me look it up. Yes. And then I get my phone out and I try to be as quick about it as possible or to be as half in on mm-hmm. my phone so that I'm really still paying attention to what are they saying? What are they doing? You know, what are they looking at? Right. I know. It's a lot. Uh, It's a lot. But I think that what high touch means high attention. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. how are you giving your clients attention? And the funny thing was, I sent you this article and I said, I'd like to talk about this article (laughs) and kind of talk about high touch experience. And you said, I really want to do an episode on client experience and why you shouldn't be looking for new business if you're not taking care of your current business. I'm like, great. That's the same show. Right. Like, that's the same problem. You you have to be all in on your current client. And that kind of goes back, too, to just, like, hustle culture. Like, people are always saying, I need more. I need more. Yeah, I need the volume. Yeah, that's just a number. And so then they're not even serving the clients that they have well. And then they're like, I need more business. I need more listings. Yeah. And it's like the sellers that you have now are not pleased with you. They haven't no. heard from you. They don't right. think you're doing a good job. Actually, on my way here mm-hmm. to your house, um, I have a seller right now who's so sweet. And we're selling her house. And she's just really emotional about it. Happy, but also, you know. Okay. So we accepted an offer yesterday. Okay. And I was just on the way here. I was like, I'm going to call her. Check so on her. she was like, hello. She's and like, I was wrong. Yeah. What's wrong? I said, hey, I was just calling to check on you. And she's like, oh my gosh. 
thank you. And she just talked for yes, five she minutes. Needed to talk about it. I didn't say anything. And it, you it also did didn't need well. to call her today. No. As I part, nothing. Uh, as part of your transaction. No. And after I hung up the phone, I thought, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. You know, she just really wanted to know that she's not alone yeah. in this experience. Yeah. And that I'm here with her. Yep. And I'm not just here to handle the paperwork, but also to check on her and yeah. how are you feeling and right. are you good? Yeah. Because you know? right. I wasn't sure if she was going to say I'm having regret yeah. or if I'm feeling good about it. But she right. was. She was feeling really good about it. That's good. Mm-hmm. And that's also, we've talked about this many times, about just making the call, having the conversation, making the confrontation, even though maybe you didn't want to. Those are all um, important in building the relationship with your client. Right. Like actually talking to them. So what about social media content? People need content. They're (laughs) wanting to take pictures and stuff like that on showing, sometimes with clients. Yeah. And I don't know. What do you think? Well, because, you know, I like to post a picture. Well, now... On one hand, I don't like to be on my phone and in front of my client. On the other hand, I'm going to tell you it takes 0.5 seconds for me to open my camera app, snap a picture of a purple toilet after my client has walked out of the bathroom and move on. Like, I don't then go open my Instagram app and post the purple toilet in real time. I post it later when they're not, when my clients don't need my attention. So you can just snap the photo. You're not trying to write on the picture and do all the cute stuff at that time. No, never. Never. Now, also my clients, I think, if they're, this is not even age dependent, if they're social media users, they love seeing their showings pop up in my, like, stories. Oh, that was me. We were there. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. That squirrel was funny. Or, you know, Whatever, like right. they, they feel like that's their little HGTV show, right? Mm-hmm. But you can involve your client, and that's also relationship building. Like, hey, do you mind if throughout the process, you know, hey, new buyer, do you mind if throughout the process when we're on showings, I snap a photo here and there? I love to share them with my community. Yeah. I would love to just, you know, kind of document the process. If you're not comfortable with that, no worries. Well, most people are going to be like, oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. And then they'll be like, hey, catch a picture of that. Or did you see that? What, you know, like it's, more um, interactive. Yes. You have to let them know what you're doing. I always take pictures of pretty trees. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this tree. Mm -hmm. Let me take a picture. Mm -hmm. Um, But, again, I, you have always inspired me to try to be better about um, putting away my phone at lunch with friends or, you know, just putting putting it away. Yeah. Um, I think I shared that quote before about, um, hang out with people that make you want to put away your phone. Oh, that's good. So it's like, you're here. Live in the moment. Right. Experience it. Put it and away. That's, that's mindset, and that takes practice, especially if that's not something you ever have ever even thought about, mm-hmm. or, or just if you feel so drawn into your phone that, you know, and even if maybe you're like an introvert or someone that mm-hmm. it's a little more uncomfortable to be in social situations, and so you'd rather kind of get lost in your phone than... Mm-hmm. Be fully present with the people. I think that that is things you. It's something you can practice. It is something you can practice. You could even practice just like uh, fasting from your phone a couple times during. Oh the day. yeah, I do like that. If there's like a cert, like if your kids get home at three mm-hmm. and go to bed at seven, mm-hmm. maybe from three to seven, you just put your phone away. Yeah, and um, 
when I went to Australia right. last year, yeah. it's a 12 hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So it is literally opposite schedule yeah. where day is night and night is day. So when I was up having lunch, it was 3 a.m. It was upside down. Yes, it was 3 a.m. So my phone during the day in Australia never went off. Right. Because no one was texting me at 3 a.m. Right. or calling me. So you would take the early morning. Yes. Knock out all of the messages. Yes. That had happened overnight, which was really daytime. But here. I have to tell y'all, it was a really cool experience. I bet. I had a lot of anxiety about mm-hmm. it. But um, what I would do was um, I would get up in Australia at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and go to the coffee shop that was down the street from us. So it's um, 6 p.m. And, you know, around that, whatever right. time, it's close. Mm-hmm. So, and I would spend one hour. Right. And what amazed me was that I realized I could handle all of my work, mm-hmm. responding to emails, yeah. making a few phone calls in one hour. <laughs> you're like, what am I doing wow. with the rest of my yeah. time? But sometimes when you're constantly checking it and you're constantly trying to do well, things on the go, it can take longer. It's burning it can... a lot of time in between, yes. right? You're like uh, uh, logging back into my email again, again, again. Right. You just did it one time and took care of it all at one time. It's more streamlined. And so when I came home from Australia, I was not addicted to my phone. Right. For several weeks after that. Yeah. Of course, you know, life, you gradually get sucked back into Mm -hmm. it. But even having a newborn now. Yeah. Where I try to set aside certain times Mm -hmm. where I just don't have it with me. Yeah. You know, and um, it's amazing how when you do give yourself some space from your phone, your brain starts realizing that you don't need it. Yeah, you don't need it. And that everything's okay. Everything is going to be okay. And that no one dies. Yeah. And that you can take the space and you're, you can always respond two mm-hmm. hours later and your business yeah. will be okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's basically what you shouldn't do if you're being high touch. Right. Be like sucked into your phone. Yes. Um, I also think that there are some... So I wrote some notes on things you can do that are high touch mm-hmm. or good client experience. But number one above all... I'll give the list first. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you want to do your buyer consult over coffee. Okay. Like go to the coffee shop. Maybe you do Popeyes. Remember the good old Popeyes yeah. that you didn't know what were Popeyes? Mm-hmm. Maybe you do Popeyes. Maybe you Tell them that to, is real quick. Popeye means you go to a, someone in your sphere, past client, to their home, and you walk to the door and you give them something like a bottle of wine or a, a bottle of wine. Fine. It could be not it could be something very small. Or it could just be Popeye with your vendor list and be like, hey, I'm out, you know, making sure everyone has this current information or mm-hmm. whatever. Look, I saw this packet of stickers at the store and I thought your kid might like them. Like, whatever. Literally anything. anything. Okay. But you just pop by. Uh, and some people, like, really hardcore or good at the Popeyes would be yeah. like, at, here's a great example. We're not going to get deep into this. But, um, like, at um, St. Patrick's Day, they'll go with a $1 scratch-off lottery ticket, yeah. some cute little tag, and, like, drop them off all over town. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Whenever... Um, I had an, a different assistant a few years ago, and I we needed. She wanted more hours, and I was like, "Okay, what, what's something I could think of to right. do?" I went to my Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. database, and I ca- and I made it do the zip code I love column this. by. Uh-huh. Um, I put like all the zip codes together, mm-hmm. and so I made her. I bought. Um, I think we did 70810, say. Okay. And then there was like 32. Okay. So we went to Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and got their mm-hmm. their wine. Yeah. Because it's... Um, Good old two-buck chuck. Yeah. The, and, mm-hmm. and it's cute. It's a cute bottle. Mm-hmm. People like it. Yeah. 
And so we bought that 32 and she mapped them out uh-huh. to make a perfect circle. And she did it all in one day because yeah. they're all in one zip code, code and it just took going. Yeah. And, and some of them were in the same subdivision. Yeah. But it was just really neat. Right. And you could do that, you know, go by zip, do a different zip code yeah. next time. So yeah, I like that. Reaching out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Talking on the phone for your initial intake. Okay. Talking on the phone. (laughs) I can't imagine not talking at least on the phone to get that initial. I think a a Zoom, a phone, something where they can hear the tone of your voice. You can hear theirs. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before, but I think y'all may not. When we're talking about the difference between man, so us being human, and the machine, which would be anything tech-based or automated, Mm -hmm. there is a difference between me typing an email and a machine auto-generating an email just because you signed up for my newsletter, right? Right. There just is. There's a difference between me writing a personal note to someone I just did a pre-listing appointment with and a service that makes notes that look like they're handwritten and sends them out. Yes. Like if I had to type up the note to tell you what to say, why don't I just write the note? But the other side of that is probably the notes they're doing are more stock. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you want a new client note? Here, we'll send it out and sign your name to it. Right. Um, So I do think people are sometimes will do like a online questionnaire to take, Mm -hmm. do like a buyer intake, like fill out and tell me about your criteria. There's nothing wrong with having technology that systematizes and makes things more streamlined for you. But I do think that that's when you start to lose high touch. Right. Well, me talking to you or Zooming with you or having coffee with you is a very different experience than me sending a Google link to a form where you put in three bedroom, two bath, mm-hmm. yard, the end, you know, whatever. Right. Like it's totally different. Mm-hmm. So I, I think being on the phone is important. Yes, it is important. I feel bad for the people who don't want to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Okay. How about, we already talked about staying off your phone. During also closings and appointments. Now, I like your method at inspection. You're only working at inspection because your client is not there. Right. I have a problem where at inspection, I bring my computer and I think I'm going to work. But if the client is present, I want to talk to them mm-hmm. about the weather and their dog and their kid and where they live before and what's their favorite type of food. Because that inspection is probably my number one relationship building time. Well, it's a lot of waiting showing. around. Yeah, you're sitting there. Waiting. They're thinking about what color curtains they want to hang up and you know, if you participate in those conversations, that's the moments that solidify your bond. Right. So if you need the time for efficiency's sake to work, then I like your method. Just tell them to come at the end. Yeah. So for, I think we talked about this in the inspection episode, but I just tell my clients, you know, the home inspection takes three hours. You usually would come at the last hour. Mm-hmm. So that way they're, we're all together, yeah. me, them, the home inspector for one hour. Yeah. Three hours is a long time to small talk. I'm not the best at small talk. Okay. <laughs> I like to talk, but I could be better at it, I guess. I mean, I, I can't do it for three hours. So I tell them the inspector will start at nine. Can you come uh, at 1030? And then he'll go over everything with right. us. Um, so when I get there and meet the inspector, I set up shop. I mm-hmm. set up my laptop. I work for an hour. And then when they get there, I put the laptop away. You're focused on them. Right. That now, point. if they bring like 
the measuring tape and they're off doing their thing, I don't mind being back. But when they come back in and say, what do you think about, I just closed my laptop at that time. Yeah. So, and I tell them too, you know, I'll be there the whole time. I'll be working on my laptop, but you're welcome to come around 1030. Yeah. And I have found too, they most of the time appreciate coming at the end for the sake of work. Yeah, well, right. It's a long during business hours. It is a long time. Mm -hmm. It's better to, and that is you providing service. Hey, guess what? I'll be here during the whole thing. You don't need to be here. Yeah, I'm going to do this for you. Um, I think that that kind of also plays into. When you're in the process with clients of either, it's actually easier, I think, to build relationships with buyers because you see them yes. in person more. I would agree. But knowing details about them requires you to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So you should be asking questions about them as humans, as if you were trying to become their friend. Mm-hmm. That's like actually what you should be trying to do. Like what would I ask someone who I was just having friendly conversation with. Sure. And that will help you kind of know, but knowing details about your client also means that when you call in two years to check in, you can be like, how's your daughter? So-and-so, right. Is she still at blah, blah school? Mm -hmm. Like whatever you remember. Now, I also don't think that means I, you need your database to have all these blanks filled in where you have <laughs> like written down everyone in the family's birthday, right. you know, all their pets' names, you know, the whole operation. But if you built, a, if you and I met and you were my buyer and we talked and I was like, oh, Alyssa has a Mastiff and I love Mastiff. Like, that's not just going to leave me. Right. Like, right. I will still You'll just remember that. you with yeah. that. So it's a little bit more genuine. And I cannot tell you how many times I've had clients be like, Wow, you remembered that? I'm like, yes, because <laughs> I was actually invested in you as a human. I right. wasn't just trying to like check off boxes. Oh, I need to know your kids' names and your pets' names and everybody. No, that's not necessary, and that's a lot to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course, and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. (laughs) I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're going to love gonna it. change your life literally fire <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy bye, the template yes enjoy okay do you have any other like i feel like on things? this note i could share my investor story that i told you about Oh, yes. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. I, I love kind story. of feel like it's a fail on my part, but <laughs> you know, this is podcast therapy. Yeah, this is podcast therapy and we can all learn from, you know, my experiences as well. Um, but I have a, a investor who is very business minded. When we go look at houses, it's very quick in and out. You know, they're not looking for their family home. So right. 
And I always liked this person because I feel like I can be kind of dry. Right. <laughs> You're very business focused. I'm very business focused too. And so sometimes I can be, I could use more fluff. Like I have to put effort into my fluff, whereas yeah. your fluff is more That's just natural. who I am. It's just who you are. Yeah. And my fluff is just different. Right. You know, I... I do things that people don't do and people do things that I don't do. And that's why we have different clients, Mm -hmm. you know? So anyways, I have been working with this person for a while and always been very like quick in and out. Yeah. Let's look at this house. Obviously, what are the numbers? They keep you. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's always going well. They appreciate the efficiency. They don't, you know. So while I'm on maternity leave, right? Um, my assistant, who is very fluffy and happy and just full of fluff. She's a very bubbly person. Bubbly. You talk so to nice. her and you feel like you've known her for forever. There you go. I think my clients like her more than me. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> your, your longtime clients are now like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, but yeah, she's wonderful. That's the kind of person you want to leave your clients with. Yes. So it yes. works out. But um, anyways, my investor was like, I have to buy something under this right. deadline for a 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need to be hardcore looking. Yeah. I was in the hospital having the baby. Yeah. So I said, look, I cannot help you right now. Right. I am just going to let my assistant take over yeah. and help you and do the showings. Right. The market's crazy and we're going to have to act quickly and she can she can do that. So anyway, she did find them the house and okay. um, kept me in the loop. And I talked to the investor about it and everything. So the closing date is approaching. <laughs> and she sends me this picture, this family photo of the investor and the fam- and her family. Uh-huh. And then her next text comes through and says, I'm having that girl that paints paint this photo. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I've never gotten this investor a clothing gift. At all. Ever. Oh, right. Half the time they weren't at clothing because they just wanted a power of attorney and call it a day. And, right. I'm just buying this thing. Right. I'm just buying this thing. I don't it's need it. It's different. It's business. Yes. I never thought, even thought to get them. I'm not going to get them a painting of the house they just bought. No, no it's I'm not. I'm not going to get them an address stamp. Um, I just thought this just is the type of client that right. we don't do I gifts. I think that's fair. We don't do gifts. But guess what? She was now like, she's going off and like giving oh, gifts I and think blah blah blah. blah. On top of the investor saying she's so great, she's so great, she's I love her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm just. I thought I was reading the investor's cues by not you keeping it. You were keeping stalling. It yeah, I was keeping a business, and I wasn't going to stall in the driveway to ask about your dog when I think you're trying to get back to work. Oh man! But they love each other, oh. and so it's fine. It's great, but it really opened my eyes. You're like, hmm, yes. Yeah, like it, it was a good learning experience for me. You're like, maybe there's like, room for fluff. Maybe even with the investors, there's fluff or, you know, and I, sorry, of course I told her, I'm like, well, hey, I'm going to pay for half of it. And we're going to, we're going to co-sign that. Yeah, we're going to co-sign that thing. Cause so. you just can't go making you look like, no, you are, like, <laughs> yeah, right. That's the worst. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, look, we're, like I said, when you told this to me originally, worst things could happen. You oh, could yeah. have picked an no. agent to take care of your clients that they did not like. I am not complaining at all. She has been like the best thing. Right. And, so, uh, but I thought it was funny because it really made me go, oh, okay. I mean, everybody has a story. Everyone. Every person that you meet has a story. Yeah. And everybody mm-hmm. likes to talk about themselves. Uh, yes. Which brings me to my next one. Here's because 
The other thing is, I don't want people to think, so like some of, I did, um, in Modern Agent, I did a white glove service, like she had a guest speaker talking about that, which I thought was a really nice way to put it. Like, what is your real estate white glove service? Like, right. how are you going above and beyond? How are you better than the machine, right? Mm-hmm. And it was things like, well, you know, people have all different sort of like champagne toast at the walkthrough and they do like a photo shoot of their clients or pizza party on move-in night or, um, you know, whatever, like these big welcome baskets or, you know, presents throughout the process. And I, it also, while I think that's great and very high touch, I also think like not every agent has a budget for this kind right. of stuff. So yes. I really want to make sure that we drive home the point that there are way to be, there are ways to be high touch without spending money. Mm-hmm. So commenting on their social media posts, well, for mm-hmm. heaven's sakes, being their social media friend, first yes. of all, but Comment on their post. If you see something that reminds you of them, send them a post of a, you know, Mastiff or whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. I saw the thought, I had a thought about yeah. you. What's making you appear to be thoughtful? My closing gifts are very, very cost effective, but they're thoughtful. Be thoughtful. Um, sending your updated vendor list, zero dollars. Right. Um, what else? Has, handwritten notes, what, 50 cents of postage. Mm-hmm. When every single pre-listing I go to, I immediately come home and before I put my papers away, I handwrite a note. It doesn't matter if I'm going for photos in two days. Right. The handwritten note is coming. Right. And it always is. And that's the other. So I'll I'll finish with things that are cheap. Handwritten notes, your vendor list, a utility list, like telling people when to go transfer their utilities, your buyer and seller. Are you giving them checklists? Are you Mm -hmm. making the process easier for them? These things don't cost money. Um, And then high level communication was on my list, which is really easily facilitated with the email templates. Mm -hmm. But like. What is your system? Do you have a checklist so that every single client gets the same experience, whether you're busy or not? And that's where templates are so important. So important. I think it's just super important. I think that's all of my... um, Oh, here's other things you can do that are free. Picking a paint color for your Mm -hmm. seller. Oh, well, I've got to paint this dining room. I don't know what to do. And they get all stressed out. I'm like, alabaster, roll on. We're going to be fine. fine. It's going to be fine. Um, Sourcing a light fixture. Here's the link to Lowe's. Go pick it up. Mm -hmm. Get your help. You know, even just giving them the list of staging things they need to do. Those are super high touch. Mm -hmm. Zillow is not going to send them an email that tells them, Pressure wash your sidewalk. You need to paint your shutters. Maybe the next house doesn't need to paint your shutters. I don't want like a blank, like here's a list of things based on what I know of your home that you need to do. Yeah. I just don't. Um, I heard a story one time about a guy who had football tickets. Yes. And he was, he couldn't go. Okay. So he called one of his clients and said, do you want these tickets? And they were like, oh my gosh, I love that, but I can't go. We have a conflict. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Okay. So he went down the list, called the next person, called it, called seven people. Seven. Before someone came along and said, yes, we're available. I'll Thank you so game. much. And then it said, how many times did he give away the tickets? Seven. Mm-hmm. Because that's seven people that mm-hmm. were like, wow. You thought of me. You thought of me mm-hmm. to call me. And so... Yeah. It could be something as easy as that. I never did this because I, I, it wasn't really my thing, but I think yeah. it's a great idea. Um, a, uh, there's an agent who has a Facebook group for all of her past clients. Oh, this, yeah, this is pretty common, I think. Yeah, and um, she'll post giveaways in there yeah. occasionally or just updates. Like, 
if the guy who I use for power washing is doing a special, oh. um, sending it to the group. That makes sense. You know, and saying, hey, it's guy, kind of like a live action vendor list. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Like anytime there's a good offer, a house offer, or a termite mm-hmm. company doing a mm-hmm. special or right. something, um, you could always just, a good way to communicate to them. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that was a good idea. That's a very good idea. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. Right. Goes back to that. Yeah. And it's free. So the point is you can do things that cost money, but things that are also free. I also think that at this point, it would be important to share in some way. How do people even know what your client experience is, right? right. Do you send them an email at the beginning that says, this is what we're going to do along the way? Do you post it on social media? I'm not saying you have to be in front of everyone's face with every single time you send a thank you note. Mm-mm. But like, what, what are you, how do the people even know that that, but you know, who knows? the client you're currently working with. Right. And they're going to tell their friends. And that is exactly what I wrote down when I said, I would rather one transaction turn into five Mm -hmm. than me have to chase down 20 leads to get one closing. Right. That's where it goes back to, you shouldn't be asking for more business. Right. So all the people that are chasing online leads, Mm -hmm. The, the quantity, the that's quantity. a high volume, yeah. tough lead to get. Uh-huh. When you have prime people right in front of you, your current clients, mm-hmm. that if you were spending all that time serving them well, yeah. they would be singing your praises and yes. referring you. And yes. that is, that's how it works. That's how it works. That is exactly how it works. And it's a long game. And I think people get sucked into the right. short game. Right. Oh, I wrote this one down. I think I heard it on Gary Vee. Slow dimes are greater than fast nickels. Slow dimes are greater than fast nickels. Okay. So, like, you know, that's the speed. But, like, so it's a long game. Like, in the long run, if you do it this way, you're going to be fine. Your business right. is going to take care of itself. But if you get really worried about the next lead and I need to get all these people in my pipeline. Right. Like, well, that is going to... because. Because you do have to devote time to that, which is time that you're taking away from your current client. Right. And I think that's ultimately the biggest problem is I don't know how I would follow up with 100 leads. Oh, my gosh. Did you see my post? Did you see my Instagram post? It it was ironic because we did the first half of the show. And then I got this email in my inbox that said um, how how to get how to generate 100 leads a day. Yes. (laughs) And I was like. I don't no, want to do why? that. <laughs> why do I want to? How? Because my standards of follow-up are not able to be met at 100 leads a day. Like, no. I can't call you. I can't write you. I can't do anything for 100 of you in one day. No. That means like 500 in a week. That's terrifying. That's frightening. Yeah. And then they... That's t- how people slip through the cracks. I agree. I And that's how they end up choosing a different one or calling the next agent on the Zillow mm-hmm. screen. Like, whoever is going to pay attention to me right now. Um, I also put my, one of my favorite, um, quotes ever is don't trip over a dollar to pick up a dime. Yeah. I mean, like you've got business right in front of you. Like it's not, are you working on a long-term business? Are you working on a lead machine? Like what is the, what is the answer? I've even said, you know, how the real estate fail rate is so high. Um, three out of 10 make it to year five. Right. And the problem with the other 70% Mm -hmm. is that they rush into real estate. Yeah. It doesn't go well. No. They make a mess of a few transactions. (laughs) For them, their clients, and the other agent. 
hurt the realtor brand. The overall, yes. And then exit. Thanks. And it's like, great. Thank you right. for coming in, making a mess, making realtors look unprofessional and look bad, and then exiting. Yeah, and they don't have to wear the scarlet letter. We're right. still here being the big R, right? Right. And honestly, I feel like that's why even having the podcast was so important to me because I truly am so passionate about realtors having the same respect level as a CPA. Yeah. Or an attorney. Yes. You know, we work right that hard in the most in the largest financial instrument that a, most people have like it's not oh i'll help you pick out an outfit no it, this is the home yeah. the place where you're living where your biggest financial well investment like, it's just great agree i completely agree mm-hmm. okay anything else in your high touch is this bothering you that we're going with this touch term <laughs> No, I think it's okay. Because we're not telling them to touch them 30 times. Please don't. Don't do that. But I think it's also really freeing when you realize all you have to focus on is your current business and doing it well. Yes. Who are your current transactions? Right. How do you take care of them really well? Do you not have any current transactions? Then how do you take care of your sphere, your database, really well? Your friends. Your people you that like you. Yes. That would actually use you or tell someone to use you. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, when you simplify it that much, it becomes a lot less overwhelming. If I just mm-hmm. said, okay, well, I have two current transactions. How can I really blow them away? Right. Like, what can I do today to help? Can I just call them and say, are you mm-hmm. feeling okay? Well, I think uh, the reason I had issues with, like, the 32 touch thing. <laughs> right. Is because it was with people that you weren't doing a transaction with right yeah. now. So if they're not in the market to buy a house right this moment, I don't want anyone following up with me 32 times no. a year. It's just no. too much because I'm not yeah. trying to buy a house right now. Right. Um, whereas I don't think it can really be too much when it's a current client. Right. You Your seller can't hear from you they, enough. They, they would love you. if you called daily yeah, to agree. just say agree you know just to talk um and yeah. I uh, I don't call my sellers daily but <laughs> I'm just saying that better. when it is a current client yeah. they need that high touch yep so devoting your energy to what is in your hands right now right is how you're going to keep your hands full oh oh that's a great way to say it yeah I love that okay while while before we move on in life I would also like to cover Part of the machine. Okay. The, the machine, which is my code, I think, now for Zillow. Okay. Um, okay. Zillow is and will continue to hire agents, sure. right? Yeah. They, they are employing. Uh, at some point, I don't know. I can't read the future. I suspect that the pay structure for those people will change, yes. right? Like maybe they'll be employees of Zillow. Maybe they'll get paid per showing. Maybe they won't. For sure, if it works like a Redfin, they'll have to give a percentage of their commission back like to Zillow. Like, right. oh, well, we gave you this lead, and instead of you paying me $10,000 a month, you're going to have to pay me 30%, 50%, whatever of your closings, right? right? And I think that they will, and people may be inclined to, newer agents. They're, I think they're going to recruit a newer agent or someone who's a little bit more vulnerable and, and just really needs to get their you know business off the ground and you're going to have to play by their rules. Right. Like you're, that is not you running your business. No. That's you jumping every time someone Mm -hmm. types their name into a Zillow search or a 
whatever website it is, and you've got to like pop out the door because if you don't, they'll just type the next person will get the call. Like sure, it. I mean, it even works with the the Dave. Ram- I mean, like your yeah. Dave Ramsey leads. Like there's mm-hmm. a system in place where if you don't respond immediately, someone somebody else, else will. Somebody else yeah. does, and. You, that's not a life I want to live. No. And that's not a life I want my lis- our listeners to live. No. Like, I just, I don't think that. It leads to burnout. Right. It totally does. And you get rejected so much. So much. That, that takes a toll on you. For and at sure. some point, I mean, I know when I was brand new and I was hardcore working phone duty and, mm-hmm. and, and I will say all that stuff paid off. But while you are in the trenches of getting rejected constantly. <laughs> it really weighs on you. I think that's why people don't make it to year five. It's because <sighs> they pick those first mm-hmm. couple years, you know, are full of, you try everything. I tried everything. Someone told me to call for sale by owners. And I was like, okay, sure I'll do it. I called a hundred and, oh. you know, took a week and called a hundred and tried to get it. So I got rejected uh, 98 times. Yeah. And the two that I didn't get rejected, <laughs> they, they, they didn't hire me. So I wasted time going time. over there. Lots of time. Um, but my self-esteem was real low. <laughs> I'm like, maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe I'm not good at this. And you were like, I have an MBA. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you want to work with me? So it was just the wrong kind of business. I wasn't made for that. So No, I'm not made for that either. And I don't want anyone to believe that you have to be made for that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just not the way that it's going to be. The other issue is that as the industry changes and evolves and people get really freaked out about this machine situation, um, People are going to start, or even the machine is going to start, which I think they already are, like starting to cut commissions. And we're not going to discuss numbers because we can't. But my point is, if you're providing a high-touch, high-valued client experience, Mm -hmm. then you get to set your price and keep it what you want it to be. Right. You don't have to discount because you're not providing discounted service. You're providing high-level service. This is what I do. Like, this is what I do. So when people ask me, oh, what is your commission? I always use this, the words, I am a full service realtor. Like my full service commission is X Mm -hmm. amount. Like this is not a discounted operation every year because I don't know how to half-ass it. Right. Like I just don't know how to. It's not in me. So I can't cut your commission because I can't cut my service because I don't know how to like right. remove, you know, it would be like, a bad business decision. Like how could, right. I, just, I can't accommodate the price. No. Lower. No, I just can't. I mean, we just switched CPAs. Yeah. As, you know, finances have gotten more complicated with like rental properties yeah. and we're, I'm 1099 mm-hmm. and all that. But we are paying triple the price. Right. For our new CPA. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I feel good about it. You're like, it's fine. Because it's what I need. Yeah. I feel, I know that my stuff is handled. I know it's being done well and professionally. Yeah. And it's worth the extra money. Yeah. I could have stayed where we were, but I just didn't feel like the service was what we needed for, for our lives. And so people will pay more. If you're providing that service. Yes, but you can't be on your phone during the whole no. showing and ask for the, the, the big the big bucks. Yeah. You gotta provide the service. Um you and you may end up needing to raise the level of your service mm-hmm. in order to continue with your current commission structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just might be. One thing I kind of worry about, especially in the market that we're in now where things are going so quickly. Yeah. I do worry a little bit about the, the apps and stuff that will let buyers show the house themselves right. by scanning their ID and going yeah. in the home and yeah. doing all that. We don't have that in our marketplace, no. but I know it's starting to trickle in yeah. some areas 
things like that make me a little nervous. I Well, because again, if you can't articulate your value and mm-hmm. why that buyer should be more interested in paying you, especially even what if the whole thing changes and sellers don't pay both sides anymore and right. you've got to convince your buyer to pay you. Do, yeah. Well, what is the machine going to do when there's a crack in the ceiling and you, mm-hmm. you're, there is no one there. You're the only one there. Right. Handle it. Who? Who even saw them? You don't see the crack in the ceiling. You don't look at houses every day. Mm-hmm. You don't know the telltale signs of, you know, mold or mildew or whatever, right. or whatever it is, you know, floors with water damage or just anything. Sure. Just anything that you have gained in your knowledge over all of your experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the buyer got in and they walked around and they're like, looks good to me. Yeah, that's true. This sounds like a nightmare. Now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> How do I write a contract? Right. Yeah, how would that even? Yeah. Okay, you grew, you got in, and now right. you go to X website, and they just say fill in the blanks. I don't know. That sounds like a disaster. It sounds like lawsuits waiting to happen. waiting to happen. Yeah. I just don't even know. And yeah, you might say it's funny because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So as a consumer, as a buyer or a seller, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So someone was telling me that they ran across this for sale by owner the other day, and they were oh, it was my new listing. Huh. So my sellers were really upset because they were like, oh my gosh, right around the corner yesterday, a for sale by owner came up and it's X square footage at X price. And it's and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's priced so low. They're like, yes, it's priced way too low. And now, like I said, well, if they had had a realtor, they would have priced it right and more than been able to cover the amount of the real estate commission and right. had someone representing them and doing the showings and doing the work. But no, they wanted to save money, but they didn't just save money. They lost money, mm-hmm. but they don't know. They don't know. Because they don't have a professional even telling them what the comps are. Yeah. I, I, they were, and I said, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. We're just going to keep rolling with what we've got going on here. Mm-hmm. So but that's cr- Maybe you want to roll around and knock on their door and tell them to pull that sign out of the yard and consider getting a realtor. On that note, too, I showed a for sale by owner mm-hmm. um, last week, and they were very nice. They were willing to pay a buyer's agent. Everything was good to go. I brought my clients. They liked the house, but it didn't work out because of X, Y, Z. So that evening I emailed her why it wasn't going to work out and wish her the best of luck. And she responded and said, I have to tell you, I have had agents knocking on my door telling me they have clients, but then they show up and they don't have clients. <laughs> That's the, the standard. You know, yes. You know, they say, oh, I have buyers in your area. I would and like then, to come preview your yes. home. And then they never have buyers. And then the ones that do have buyers, they never leave feedback. And they're, I, I just haven't gotten a good taste in my mouth about any of them. And she said, I just want to let you know that if this thing sits for another month, I'm going to call you. <gasps> You were like, great. And I never even asked for her business. No, you just acted like a professional. I was just respectful of her house and her time and wanted to let her know how it went. And that was it. I never once tried to push for the business. Oh, yep. So it just goes to show people value decent human beings. Be a decent human being and your business will be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Good news. That's all you have to do. It's it's the secret. It's the secret. I know, right? That's what I always say. It's like the secret. It's come in really close and I tell you what it is. Love your people. Yeah. Be nice and work hard. (laughs) 
The end. Podcast over. Oh my god. That'll be our last episode forever. <laughs> how do we even have 90 episodes? I don't know that's all we have to say. I don't know how we I don't even know how it's possible. Are you ready for a toast? Do you have anything else you'd like to say about no, your ready quiet for experience? Toast. Okay. I'm ready. This one was a toast and a funny story. Mm. Okay, so Paige Corbett in Indy says, I'm going to read her message. She says, hey, friends, my mother-in-law has been listening to you all for a few weeks now and and just keeps telling me how it sounds like her and I are talking together. Oh, my gosh. Uh, She's my mentor and business partner, and I'm so thankful we found you. I'd love to make a toast to Angie and all she's done for me in our business. Now, here's a funny story. (laughs) I started listening today, and everything I'm hearing is right up my alley. I'm a big Trello lover and lover of templates. I purchased your templates as soon as I got home from my show this (laughs) evening. She's got, like, laughing faces. Okay, also, hilarious side note, the first episode I opened was number 43, and you introduced yourselves and were saying, unless this is the first time someone is listening. (laughs) And it really was the first time she was listening. I think that's hilarious. Thanks, ladies. So, cheers to Angie. Thanks, Angie. From Paige, who is hilarious. And um, we're just so thankful to have you listening and enjoying the show. I just think that's amazing. But we do need to keep introducing ourselves. Yes. (laughs) We'll we'll keep working on that. We'll keep working on it. Okay, so that's it for today. Great. Um, You can beat the machine. Yeah, you can do it. It's it's totally doable. Be nice. Be nice. (laughs) Work hard. The end. (laughs) Goodbye, friends. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.